We're back at the podcast. Oh, yeah, hi. We made it another week. We did. We didn't give up yet. I know. I'm actually really proud of this because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I think we've still been pretty committed to it. I'm, yeah, I feel more committed than ever, but just very, like, yeah. it's like a labor of love. I'm like, I'm so yeah. tired, but here we are. I know. And sometimes the the analytics, the results, can. I'm just like, don't look at it, don't look at it, don't look at it. It doesn't matter. It's only been loading for two hours. Like, it's not real. So that's like a new lesson for myself is just to like not look at the numbers. I know. I feel like all week we are just chatting like, oh, look at the Instagram. And then it's just like, oh, we lost a follower. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's going so well. Yeah. But this is but, a hardship. This is real yeah. life. This is how it goes when you're building anything from scratch, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I feel like we're, we're just going to continue to surprise ourselves as long as we keep our heads up. Like, just keep doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. It'll just keep getting better. Mm-hmm. And at the very, very, very least, if nothing else, I really enjoy this time that I get to spend with you each week. Me too. We get to catch up and talk about cool shit. I know. And it just feels like... It feels like a creative outlet. Like, it's a totally different creative outlet than I think either of us have been doing lately or ever. And it still feels like a creative outlet. And we're just, like, hanging out and doing cool things. And it's, like, an excuse. (laughs) Yeah, there's, like, so many elements to the podcast. Like, there's the the research part, which you're so awesome at. And then there's uh, the brainstorming the topic part. And Mm. then there's, like, the sit down and record part. And then there's the editing part. And then there's, like, how we promote it part. Oh my gosh. And it just keeps getting going from there. guests and thinking about like how the episodes will flow and scheduling. Oh and my goodness. Maintaining other people and making sure that other people's schedules can work with ours. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot. if you ever wanted to be your own CEO, you could start a podcast. Yeah, that'll that'll teach you every lesson <laughs> yeah. of business right there. Yeah. So it's been pretty cool. Um yeah, I think we'll keep going with this. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Especially after the conversation we have in this episode. Um, I, I, there's just, like, so much of the world that we don't know about and that we get to, like, sit here together and find out together. I think that's really cool. Yeah, me too. Um, before we get into it, though, how was your week? What did you get up to? How was my week? Um, work-wise, it's still been pretty quiet. Although, it's, like... We're getting close to the end of the year, so they're starting to think about, um, like, Q1, so the first few yeah. months of, of the next year. Um, so they were, like, telling me, like, how my job position is going to change and how I'm going to be, kind of like, moving up and around, like, not directly up, but kind of, like, up and over <laughs> in, in the scale of business. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, we'll see. We'll see how, how I like it. Um, oh, I had a photo shoot. Yeah. Uh, yesterday yeah. as a model and as a photographer, I'm not used to being a model, but I also feel like it's really important in a lot of ways because it's like, well, you're standing on the other side of like, I guess that like creative exchange. So I'm always used to like leading the project and having the ideas and picking the location. And so not doing that is kind of like, it's hard because I'm like, How's it going to look? I have the idea of how I want it to look in my head, but I think that's the, like, really valuable part is getting to work with that other person and letting them express their vision. And then um, he was super collaborative, too. So I did have, like, at the end, I was like, oh, what if we do this? And he's like, oh, I didn't even think of that. That's a great idea. Let's do that. Um, So it was really nice. So we can, we basically were, like, working together on this, um, like, character 
Hmm. Um, what we character had. were you? Because she was kind of like this boss bitch from the 70s. <laughs> So cool. Yeah. So it's like, imagine me, but in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're just taking it back to a different decade. Otherwise, exactly. it's the same. <laughs> yeah. So we shot in the valley in these, like, um, spots of town where they filmed uh, Boogie Nights. Which so wicked. I've never seen. Really? I know. I, I have seen this. I feel so uncultured. <laughs> Finally! <laughs> I feel so uncultured because the photographer's like, have you seen this movie? Have you seen this movie? Do you know this director? And I'm like, what? It, no. Why am I in LA now? Like, I feel so... Like, Stop I, talking I, to me. You make me feel bad. I know. I'm like, I clearly don't belong here because these are, like, important movies. And it's like, every time we talk, he's like, oh, this movie. And I'm like... I haven't seen it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was filmed at the, we shot at the um, donuts shop where I guess like Don Cheadle's character is for part of the episode. And then we shot in front of like this uh, closed down movie theater, which I guess is another part that they shot in the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. So that's where. That's super cool. You can put the two pieces together. I can't. I can't wait to see them and see how it looks because I have a vague idea of what those places look like. Probably need to watch the movie again, but I have seen it. I do know what you're talking about, which is yeah. first. Yeah, <laughs> that's I know, cool. Right? <laughs> you get the reference. So when did that movie come out, Ashley? I don't know. Well, it came out a while ago, is what I mean to say. <laughs> like, like ten years ago? Um, I don't know. I just mean to say, <laughs> I'm just picking on you that you only know things that are um, not currently relevant. I only know the things that aren't currently relevant, really. I watched I don't Friends. Think that in a bad way. No, I, I, maybe it's a benefit to me. I was able to watch like all 10 seasons of Friends at my leisure because it was 15 years old. Yeah, I did that. I watched Friends start to finish after never having seen any episode hmm. a few years ago. Yeah, that's what I did too. Yeah, it feels good to feel like you're catching up on like life. Yeah. Oh, like, that's what everyone's of, talking about. Exactly. Exactly. A piece of culture that you're, you can finally understand. Totally. And now you're always like, oh, let me reference this thing that I finally know about. And people are like, that's that's super old of you. You don't you know. need to say that. They're like, oh, cool. You're bringing the joke back. And you're like, it's the first time I've made it. <laughs> For real. <laughs> so sad. For real. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited to see those photos. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. He also scans them himself. So he has a lot more, like, uh, artistic freedom and creative freedom there versus when you have a lab scan it. Mm-hmm. Um, their scanners can, like, modify the color profiles and things like that. So he's doing that in-house, basically. Um, so he said, like, early next week. Wow. Photos, which I'm so excited for. <laughs> it's really um, fast for yeah. film. Yeah, for film it is really fast. But that's what he's saying. He, if he does it in-house, it, it makes sense. When I was outsourcing, I outsourced the whole thing, mm-hmm. the developing and the scanning. And then I would do my, like, modifications in Lightroom. Yeah, once you got um, the files. Yeah, because I just, like, didn't have the time to develop it myself or Well, the resources, scan it myself. like... Yeah, you need a scanner and, like... You need a whole dark room. And... Yeah, exactly. So I have mad respect for people who do the whole process of themselves. Same. That's pretty... Hashtag goals. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could probably develop part of your house into a dark room closet yeah it would have to be a closet but then you would have to like seal off any light and basically gut the whole thing on the inside so you can put your yeah, I mean, shelves yeah well you need shelves and then you need like uh water you're gonna need some like faucet i guess so you're gonna need to connect the water into there you're gonna need a light and you're gonna need to make it 
like put a red film over it. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> so I feel like I need to find like a place where that works best first and be like, oh, this closet is perfect for a dark room already. It has everything. And it's because it used to have This closet already room. has a sink. <laughs> yeah, if it's a laundry room, right? Or True. like a laundry closet. True. It makes sense. True. But not the yeah. case here. Not no, probably won't happen for a very long time. Yeah, those are like house owning goals, right? Exactly. Like, or like hmm. basement. Yeah, it's like a basement project. Yeah. How was your week? It was good. Went by fast. Been busy painting. Um I wanna say like almost done those Christmas orders, but realistically no. Not almost done. Still working hard. Uh, but almost on the ones that must go out. That's good. So that's a relief. And then some of the other ones I'm just taking home with me or they don't need to be done for Christmas. They're just like orders that people are wanting. So. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. How long does it take you on average for a painting? Um, it's, it's usually, I think I did an average one time and I think it was about 14 hours average. Wow. So that's like two days. Because you say you only use natural light, right? I really only use natural light, but in some cases, if I'm really pressed, like I can get all the colors down and mix my palettes. It's just, if I run out of that mixed paint, then you can really muddy the color if mm. you're painting in like poor light. So yeah, trying to get them all done with like good natural light. Yeah. Is there like a light bulb that, cause I know you there's know daylight I to know bulbs. That. Yeah. You but don't know yet? I, I've tried a variety of different light sources and it just, doesn't look quite right especially when it's like head-on you know yeah. like it's probably good enough for getting the colors right but if I also want to film at the same time oh sure it's just so it's hella ugly unfortunately how many hours a day do you like so you mostly do these on like weekends then so how many hours are you spending your entire weekend basically painting right now um like yesterday I spent probably six hours uh, finishing one and drafting one. And then this morning I've probably spent, I don't know, four hours, maybe five. And I like, I've only done that. <laughs> so. That looks so good though. <laughs> it's you, cute. You're but... really good at shading. Um, and like, yeah, I, I like the one that you posted on Instagram with the mountains mm. in the background and like the sunset in the background. Yeah. That's on the table there. <laughs> oh yeah. I love the shading that you do is so cool. It's, it just makes it feel so, like, realistic. It pops off the paper. Yeah. It's really nice. I Thanks. like it. Yeah, so just working on that and hopefully be done soon. We went to a movie last night, though. What movie? House of Gucci. <gasps> okay, we actually have both finally seen a movie together that we can both talk about. I Let's do it. House of Gucci. <laughs> so what did you think? Wait, I want to know your thoughts first. I really liked it. You did? Oh my god, I really liked it. I didn't really like the end too much. I felt like, oh no. Like, I didn't know that. I didn't you know did, the story. Oh, you didn't know the story, so you went into a black. Yeah, and I was like, oh no. Not a <laughs> Not his beautiful cheekbones. I know. Those the glasses dogs. and that hair. <laughs> I know. So I was just like really loving it until like the end when I was like, I guess it had to happen, but... Yeah. You know what's so funny? I had the opposite reaction. I was like, he got it coming. He got it coming. What can I say? Have you seen that TV show called Why Women Kill? Oh, I've heard of it. You I didn't watch it though. I love it. It's so, especially the first season. It's yeah. so good. Um, but it's like basically the concept of the show is like, well, 
if your husband is a dick and he cheats on you, he's gonna die. <laughs> Plain and simple. That's a TV show. It's so funny. It's true. It's really funny. But I, I, I mean, I also knew it happened, so I saw it coming. Um, I think they each got what they deserved. <laughs> kind of. At the end. Yeah. She didn't go to jail. She put time in. Um, he didn't listen to her. She was right the whole time. Yeah. Uh, for, for a lot of the things, not everything. Um, she was right a lot about a lot of business instincts and a lot of things that needed to change in the business. She was met with a lot of resistance because men were leading it. So it makes sense. Um, and then he went and found this like hot young thing in another country. Like I would be pissed too. Are you kidding me? I know. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I do not condone murder. But I think everyone got what they deserved. <laughs> I have to agree. It was um, it was sad, but it was kind of like, oh, okay, well, tip for tap. Jared Leto's character, although I hate the way that Jared Leto approached the character, it was like he was so out of place. It would have been funny if the rest of the movie was funny, but he was just like, I'm going to be my own thing here. Okay, help the me. The guy Aldo? he played... I don't remember. He Uncle? Was, he was kind of the goofy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. had all the ideas. Okay, I'm going to look it up, <laughs> but I think that's him. Aldo. Um, maybe. He was the one who um, le- like died with no fortune, with like no money. He like died penniless. Jared Leto, House of Gucci. Oh, you mean Paolo. Paolo. He's a Paolo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was a little like... Just goofy. Eccentric. Out of place. <laughs> Yeah. Which I'm sure the other guy was in real life because the designs are reminiscent of what Gucci looks like now. Um, but I don't think he was Jared Leto eccentric. No. Because he seemed so fit. Gaga was amazing. Oh, she's so good. She's so talented. I know. I, know. I, like, I know how talented she is, but there were moments in the movie I was like, damn, she's a really good actress. Yeah, I had no idea. Like, I just loved, like, the specificity she had and the weird quirks that she approached it with. And I know she also refused to meet like the real woman in which like the character she played. So it was all that she had done was like research and then like living as the character for a year or something like that. It's pretty incredible. And also I feel like the, um, the casting, like the way they looked like costumes aside, even though the costumes were incredible costumes aside, they like, Picked some pretty good representations of what the actual people looked like. Uh-huh. And they mimicked their facial expressions pretty dang well. I was yeah pretty impressed. Yeah. So. Yeah. I really liked the movie. It wasn't like 10 out of 10, but I feel like it was a solid like 8 out of 10. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't put it in like best movies or favorite movies, but for like an average. For like you know, going out uh, to date night movie, movie. It was great. I was it was like, really Wow. Enjoyable. That was awesome. Um. We left being like, wow, those sex scenes were so passionate. I know, right? <laughs> Damn. Well done. Adam Driver and Lady Gaga. <laughs> I know. That is so spicy. Holy. It was, spicy. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would see it again. So that's pretty much be me. Yeah. Nothing yeah. else. But. Yeah. Well, why don't we take this opportunity to jump into the episode then? Because this conversation was just fascinating and so fun because um our guest on this episode was just so well-spoken and so informative and like the kindest heart ever i want to send her a hug every single day she's like seriously one of the nicest people ever 
Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that conversation. It was our longest interview. Yep. Um, probably our longest recorded podcast. I don't know if the episode itself will be. It'll probably be about the same length as all the other ones. But yeah, you might find it is a bit longer than the other ones if uh, if we have a lot that we just fall in love with and want to keep in there. But yeah, can't resist. It was. It, I mean, honestly, juicy information there. Yeah, there's a lot of juice in there. Um, we had an awesome time just hanging out together with Got her. Got to eat dinner together. Yeah, we took a dinner break. <laughs> had some great Indian food. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> yeah. I had the leftovers in the fridge, and Nestor found them. And <laughs> apparently he, like, dug into it. Shout out to... On our colleague? Yeah. I'm so... And our colleague. Trying to, like, this is how you say it, but... Um, it, it phonically looks like... Anarkali. It's A-N-A-R-K-A-L-I. Um, they're an Indian restaurant on Melrose. So good. So freaking good. It had five stars on the Grubhub app, and I also would give them five stars yeah. for both affordability and taste. Because they were cheaper than the other places in the area. Yeah, and they were five minutes late, and they gave us a coupon and called us and apologized profusely. So nice. I'm like, it's okay. That was five minutes I didn't notice. I know. But, yeah, not while we were in that conversation. (laughs) No, we were so grossed. Honestly, this is such a cool conversation, guys. If you want to learn, if you want to expand your mind, if you are uh, curious at all or you are not curious at all and you are suddenly becoming curious, trust your gut. Give it a listen. Um, You won't be disappointed. Um, I think this episode is also one where there's not like a direct um, takeaway either versus the other ones like uh psychedelic medicine okay if you struggle with anxiety and depression if this is an avenue your doctor agrees with you should take it so we're kind of giving suggestions and fast fashion we're saying hey maybe scale back how much you're buying from these stores but this one i don't think has a direct takeaway i think it's i don't think you need to take away anything i think just listening to the conversation is i think important enough to just like be aware of what is happening in the world outside of your specific life. Um, yeah, do you agree with that? I do. I think people will probably take something away. I'm sure people will make their own judgments. Absolutely. And like, but I don't think there's anything that you and I are like, I don't think there's a clear. We're not selling anything. In no, this one. no, no, there's no like clear. Um, I, I guess like not topic, but like. Well, I don't think either of us had an opinion going in, and I don't yeah. think either of us had an opinion going out. I think we were just floored that we got to learn so much from such a nice person. Yeah. And um, I think we were both probably accepting of it before and still accepting of it, maybe even more accepting of it yeah. after. But um, it's just a topic that not a lot of people talk yeah. about. And so it just feels like more than anything, this is really the heart of our podcast, exploring, exploratory. So yeah. For this one, yeah, we're really not selling a message. We're just like, take a listen, see what you think. Um, there is probably some frequently asked questions that you would want to ask. Yeah, um, maybe some or... frequently asked questions you, well, maybe just asked questions that were not frequent. I don't know, but frequently wondered. Questions. Yeah, exactly, just wondered. Um, so there's probably a few things you might learn that you didn't want to learn, and a few things that you didn't know you needed to know that you're gonna learn. Yeah. So there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, we dive in. And so don't be afraid, um, but do be aware that we do get into some pretty detailed sexual descriptions. Um, I mean, it's a topic 
the topic is sex work, so yeah. don't don't be shocked or surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, but just be curious and um, be open. Be open. Uh, and if it's not for you, it's not for you. And we would love your feedback either way. But uh, we suggest you give it a try. Yeah. I think Ashley and I both really want to explore uh, other taboos like these and other topics that are highly controversial that everybody kind of already has an opinion about. But we want to make sure that your opinion is <laughs> is well-educated, is well-rounded, that you've made this opinion because you have listened to stories from people firsthand. I think that's what's important, at least for me. I agree. And I think what helps me make an opinion or change an opinion is knowing a personal story. So absolutely. I think getting to meet Sahara, um, it, it was really nice because it solidified the opinion I have, which is this is work. Sex work is work and good people do sex work. And you shouldn't judge someone based on their career choice. So I think if you get to virtually meet Sahara too, you might agree with us or maybe you'll change your opinion and and sort of reevaluate. But I think the personal side of things always helps. And that's what we bring. I mean, yeah, exactly. There is literally a person living this life. It's not just this story you've read online. There's an actual body behind it and a heartbeat. So we want to make sure that we're giving those people a the platform that we think that they need uh, in order to continue to share their stories. And also, um, I think we can agree that we both feel incredibly lucky to have met someone like that. Absolutely. She's really cool. That was, yeah, that was, yeah, I'm going to treasure that interview for real. That was really nice. That lit our creative fire, I think. I think so too. (laughs) I think it really pushed us to be like, damn, I think we're doing kind of cool on this podcast. We're, We're discovering things that we didn't know what you need to, needed to discover and yeah just it, it feels like we're on the right track for the passion behind it and uh-huh. kind of the um, motivation mm-hmm. and it was a feel-good conversation too so when you leave having made a new friend I think that's like that's validation yeah exactly right so uh yeah let's do it let's, let's get into let's it listen. so we'll we see you will, on the other side we'll see you on the other side with Sahara Although we think the topic of sex work is incredibly interesting and important to discuss, this topic can be explicit at times and is not for all audiences. This episode is also not safe for work. If you do choose to join us in part two and three, please be aware that there are some triggers for sexual assault and violence. Thank you so much for listening. Hi guys, welcome back. From that mini break, um, we have another guest on the podcast. Yeah. Dude, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Sahara D. Um, I'm 23 and I live here in Los Angeles. Welcome. Fabulous. Thanks we're super coming. excited yeah, to have you on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're here drinking wine and uh-huh. we just ordered some food and ready to have a really cool conversation about uh, the life of a sex worker. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, we thought maybe we should talk a little bit about like the terms, the language, the story, like get some foundations. And before we get into the questions and maybe like give our listeners a bit of background on it, um, I think it's important to get down like 
the correct term is sex worker. Is yes. that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There are many different kinds of sex workers. Okay. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah. I mean, you have people who um, do sex work exclusively online, mm-hmm. whether that be people who sell flip pics or people who just sell nudes and make videos and things like that, and porn stars, I guess. Um, camels, I think I might have said that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Camels as well. That's really popular. Um, but I feel like that's, I get bored doing that personally. Um, then you have people who, um, like dominatrixes and doms, I guess. They're doing more fetish work. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they are more on the full service side or not. I think it depends on what your definition of full service is. Usually if you're doming someone, you're the top. So you're not being used as an object of pleasure, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, And then you have like full service. So that's what I do. Um, There's also a bunch of different levels of full service, depending on what, you know, everyone does this for different reasons. Everyone's coming from a different place. You have people that choose to walk on the street, you have people that choose to only get their clients online, um, you know, you have people that work in casinos, all kinds of stuff. So there's really, it's a huge spectrum, and there's so many different kinds of people doing so many different things. So. Yeah, it's a big world out there. So it's just like sex work is a huge umbrella term yeah, for it's huge. everything. Yeah, it's huge. Oh, strippers too. And strippers oh, are considered mm-hmm. sex work. Yes. Yeah. So. And then, like, people, like you were saying, like, OnlyFans people. Yeah, I guess that's more of that. the people who do the photo and video stuff. And the online stuff. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So. Very cool. Um, okay, so kind of know what sex work is, the terms. I guess we were interested to know, um maybe a little bit about your story and sort of how you started out and and maybe like what you're doing now. Like, just tell us a little bit about yourself. So um, <clears throat> I've been a sex worker since I was 18. Well, before that, um, I used to sell my images online to men when I was like 15, but I never lied about how old I was. Everyone purchased those images knowing full well. I'm really big on honesty with other people and with myself. Um, but yeah, I did that on and off for a while. Then when I turned 18, I started camming. And that was okay. I made pretty good money doing that. Um, people really liked the whole like 18 to 19 kind of thing. Um, but for me personally, I was like also like 200 pounds heavier. So it was different starting sex work being like Mm-hmm. I guess I, I can show you what I used to look like. Yeah, sure. That's crazy. That, there's always somebody that's willing to buy whatever it is that you're selling. Um, but it's not like it's not necessarily about the way you look. Like it's no, but that's what people think. Yeah, people think that like you have to be super BBL'd out and like all that <laughs> to be successful. As a sex worker, and that's not true, you know. Um, I used to make like about a thousand dollars a week camming, you know, it wasn't bad, 
But there's girls that make over 10 grand a month. Oh and like, that shit. They sit on there all the time. Like, they're, they're, it's just so boring for me. I have no attention to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but after I started, uh, I stopped camming because OnlyFans became a thing. Mm-hmm. So I started selling stuff on OnlyFans when it came out. And I was moderately successful doing that. Um, but then, you know, I took a break, like a year break. Mm-hmm. I got a job out of Yellowstone National Park when I was working. Oh, wow. There. Yeah, that was cool. That's wild. Yeah, it was like, fun. What were you doing? Um, I was working in a restaurant in the park. I did a seasonal yeah. job like that. It was like, what, like five to six months is basically yeah, what you have to do for? Yeah. So it wasn't bad. So pretty. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I definitely recommend. Yeah. They pay for lodging and everything like that too, or you, part of your paycheck. You to, yeah. You have to pay for it, but it's really cheap. It's subsidized. Yeah. And the food is as well. So it's whatever. Um, but like two months into that, my mom passed away. Aww. So it's but um, I went back home. My grandmother was like, you know, really need your help and support and let's just be a family. And I was like, all right. So I went back and I was there for probably like from July to January of July 2018. Wait, damn. No, no, no. July 2019 to January 2020. Mm. And I stayed with my family for a little bit. But when I got back, home my grandma had moved in my cousin and her three grown kids and her boyfriend nobody's working i was expected to go and like support these people and i was like no i'm not gonna do anything you need supporting people the kids support themselves but she's not to i was like you're being used and my grandmother and i just really butted heads and so i moved out <clears throat> and then i went from like place to place and i finally found myself like selling my blood to pay for a room Oh my beach, gosh. You know, like nothing, having nothing. No food, no nothing. And um, I begged my grandma, my family, to help me, just to have a bed or like, some food. And they would tease me and say, Yeah, 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 we'll help you. And then they would be nowhere to be found when I came to it. And it's my own responsibility to help me. You know what I mean? I'm an adult and I'm responsible for myself, but sometimes people get down a lot and some people just kick them on their doubts. Yeah. And so being kicked when you're down doesn't make it any easier to get back up, you know? And so, um, it takes a pretty nasty person to target someone who's already down. Yeah. So, um, I just kind of realized that it wasn't, it wasn't ever going to change. And so, um, I remember I met a guy on Hinge. I don't know if y'all know that. Oh, yeah. I've I've done my fair share of Hinge dating. Um, He was a psychiatrist from about five hours away, and he came down to meet me. He drove to Myrtle Beach, where I'm from, to meet me. And um, we ended up spending, like, a week together. He just stayed. He was like, you're cool. I'm having a great time. You're not doing anything. I'm not doing anything, so let's hang out. (laughs) And I was like, all right. And we had a great time, and it was a really eye-opening, like, experience for me, you know? Um, For a long time, I felt like I needed someone else's permission to do things, you know? Mm -hmm. But there was a point in my life where even if I went and worked at my job for money, and I spent it on myself, I would get yelled at, you know? So even now, I'm buying things for myself, and I have to break that, you know? Yelled at by your family members? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's really fucked up. Yeah. Like I was overweight as a child and 
It wasn't because I was in front of myself. My grandmother would say, what if we go to Subway or something? Because we could only afford like really shitty groceries or really cheap food. And that was back when Subway had a true five dollar foot long. Oh, so you know you yeah. could feed an army with like forty bucks. Yeah. And um she would say, Do you want one for now? Why don't you also get one for later? And then later when I would go to eat it, she'd say, You're really gonna eat that? Hmm. You know? so, so she was body shaming you from day one. Yeah. It was it was really awful. Yeah. And there's a lot of things I didn't realize when I was there. But after I got out, it was different. So um, he and I had our time together. And right at the end of it, I was like, you know, I fucking hate it here. And he's like, I know you do. I was like, sometimes I just want to pack everything and just leave. He's like, why don't you? And I was like, you're absolutely right. I can just do that. Yeah. I don't have to be here anymore. I can just leave. So, um, <clears throat> ex fiance's mom's ex boyfriend hit me up on Instagram one evening, okay? And he gave me like 600 bucks to sleep with him. So I did. Wow. And I used that $600 to move to California. I got a $300 Airbnb for like a month in South Central, it was the shittiest place I ever lived in my life. Oh, wow. I ended up leaving there like two weeks into it because the guy like assaulted me. Was, oh, his house was. Oh, no. that's a terrible thing to have yeah. happen to you. Um, and I spent two fifty on my plane and bag, so it's five hundred and fifty dollars I think I had fifty bucks when I got off the plane. And I spent it on weed. <laughs> hey, California. I, I feel you. I feel you. I didn't know anybody here or anything. I just came here. I didn't have a job. Nothing. I had just my suitcases and Airbnb. That's was, pretty incredible. Yeah, it was rough. Rough for a long How time. did you choose LA? You always knew you wanted to be here, or to be honest, it wasn't because I wanted to be here. If I end up homeless here, it'd be really not that difficult to not be homeless anymore. I know that there's a large homeless population, you know, so yeah. that sounds crazy for me to say that, but people are homeless because of mental illness, mm-hmm. because of financial hardship, obviously, but people are also homeless because they don't know what resources are available to them. Even though they have all of this stuff for people, it's not like they're going out and telling people, yeah. hey, this is how you can get off the street. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. People don't know. They're just, and, I mean, prison seems to be. Yeah. Well, you know, they criminalize homelessness. Now. Exactly. I so. know. Horrible. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, they made it illegal for prisons are pretty, people uh, to sleep on the streets. Prisons are pretty, like, um, profitable business. Yeah. No, I like living in LA. I mean, yeah. we were talking about this before you came back, but there's shitty parts of it. Yeah. There's a lot of sadness. You know, but like, there's so many opportunities here. I think that's exactly what it mm-hmm. is. Like, we, a lot of us, most of us, come here because there's something in our dream, in our mind, that yeah. we can achieve in LA. Yeah, it's they, not yeah. all fame. It's like, like for me, I was like, there's better jobs here. There's creative opportunities. Yeah. You could literally create your own jobs here. Like, 100%. there's yeah. so much creative opportunity. Yeah. LA also has uh, an abundance of random odd jobs. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you can make yes. so much money just dog sitting, walking dogs here that you couldn't even imagine in the suburbs. I know. I, when I was first living here and trying to find an apartment, Basically, with dog sitting everywhere and doing random odd jobs, random photography jobs, all that kind of weird stuff to get just like money so I could pay for an apartment. 
um, without having an actual job. And eventually that did lead to getting a job. But I honestly feel like, and that's true what you said, but like all these things are actual jobs. Like yeah. you show up, you make money. Yeah. Like that's my work. first, my first, like, I guess, real job where I was making a paycheck. I was working at an art gallery in Hollywood on Hollywood Boulevard. Like it was so random and so classic though. I know. It's just like, but I found it on a Facebook group. Like, did you really? Yeah. I don't think it was on like the one that we all met on. Cause I also met Ashley on a Facebook group. Hello. Um, <laughs> gosh, I feel so old talking about Facebook. I feel like 45. I remember my space. I, I, know. Know. I, was like, I was like really young though. Probably shouldn't have been on my Yeah, I wasn't allowed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The the little little noises are just like us actively speaking with our hands. Passionate. We're all passionate, passionate people. Is the air shifting? I don't know. There it's might there might be air. little taps with the table and the Oh yeah, the taps probably picked up. But, but just uh, enjoy it. It's like music <laughs> for your ears. Yes. It's also like being in the room with us for real. Yeah. We true. talk with We're our hands. We're here at the table. You are. Please enjoy this moment as the table in this podcast. POV, you're the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, uh, but uh, about a week before I came here, I, I've been on Seeking Arrangement for a while. That website is 90%, 99% bullshitters. Can you tell us what that is? Because I haven't heard so many some other Seeking time. Arrangement is basically a website where you find you can find sugar daddies there okay. quote unquote, but it's really people looking for an escort mm. you know a lot of pay per meet yeah. you know they call themselves sugar daddies but you're paying me as I'm meeting you you're giving me X here and there you're not giving me a monthly allowance so I don't really think of you as a sugar daddy but yeah. I met a guy there he hit me up like a week before I came up here and I was like yeah whatever we can meet when I get in LA I didn't know he was good to be like legit he supported me for like a whole year. No way. Yeah. He's, he's still, we still see each other. Aww. He's great. But um, his thing, though, he's into spanking. And I really enjoy spanking. Um, but he likes really intense spankings. Like our last spanking, I bled. <gasps> no. And it's okay. You know, I. Do you I, set those restrictions up in the beginning? Like, Well, it's just kind of one of those things that I didn't know. We were just trying to see how far we could go. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't scream or cry. I just lay there. So I didn't realize that I didn't have bled at all until after we were finished. You didn't notice? Yeah. yeah. But he's probably the only person that would do that. We've been seeing each other for almost two years. You know, there's a lot of trust there. I have people that contact me wanting to do that, and they offer me thousands of dollars. But I tell them no. Because there's no trust there. It's a, lot of, it's a lot to tell a stranger, yes, you can hit me. You know what I mean? You can hit me. So I, just, I, I prefer not to be on that. Yeah. Side of things um, with strangers. But he and I didn't even start doing that until like months into our. So you already yes. established a. Re- <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. You'd established a relationship already. Yeah. I knew what he wanted. Like, there was. We were very upfront with each other about our expectations of things. Um, but, you know, it took a while to work up to that. And I know that he would never hurt me on purpose. I mean, there's never, yeah. there's no like negativity behind him. You understood him as a person. Yeah. And you felt that yeah. he was trustworthy. He's a really good friend, too. Mm-hmm. Some of the best advice I ever got, I got from him. Really? Yeah. Wow. So we have a great relationship. Do you nice. like hang out with him outside of like. Yeah. Yeah. When he comes, we usually spend like the whole day together. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So it's not like, it's not like a 
do come and go kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, we talk every day. We have our things. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. That must like, honestly make it really enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. like well, I love him. You know, yeah, we love each other. But he has things going on in his life, and I have things going on in my life. I don't really want that. You know, he has a small son and things like that. So mm-hmm. I would like their family to remain intact. Yeah, that's important for children. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's cool. But seeking arrangements, sugar daddy website. 99% bullshitters, so if you guys ever decide to use that for whatever reason, just be really careful. Okay. So. What do you, like, what kind of bullshit do I mean, they throw? people lowballing you, oh, people okay. that, a lot of people are looking for someone who's never had a, a range of before, so they oh. can get over on you, you know? like It's I like an to, open website, so anybody can basically jump yeah. on. And they do a background check, right? Background yeah. check. I pay for it. They didn't ask me for any information to run my background check. I just paid for the badge to go on my thing. So interesting. I was like, okay, but <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. But you have to be careful who you're talking to. There's a lot of fakes. A lot of people that are trying to get your bank account information. Ooh. Shit like that. So you have to be weary. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. Was there anybody to like guide you in some of those ways? Like, did you have anybody to look up to? So, um, my mom was a stripper for a long time. No way! Yeah, she used to come home and throw money all over me. Oh, <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> mom, she was only forty when she passed, so she was oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so she was really young. Got a cool mom. She was hip. Yeah, she sounds like it. She was cool, but uh. Yeah, so she taught me a lot of things that I know. It wasn't like a how to be a poor 101 or anything like that. But like, my mom taught me a lot of the standards to have with men, like how to treat mm-hmm. men. Like, I don't know, like, dating someone. Like, I, I have a personal life and the work life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm an entertainer. You know, yeah. I my job is physically demanding and mentally demanding, and every second that I spend with someone is a performance. You know, um, because you have to bring that person into wherever you are and make them feel like they're the coolest fucking person in the world. That even though I don't know them, you know what I mean. So yeah. I have to make them comfortable. I have to be able to find things quickly that they're that I could talk to them about that might make them feel like relaxed. Um, I have reviews for my service. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people say that it's like talking to an old friend. You know, so Aww, that's, yeah. That's really beautiful. Yeah, so I, I think I work a lot different than some people who do this job. A lot of people, um, there's people that's forced into this. I don't have a manager. You know, they message me all the time. So corny. <laughs> yeah, so corny. Like, they'll send you a picture of me hey, like, sitting hey. in a nice car of like, <laughs> a bottle of liquor. And they're like, you ready to choose up? Top of the grind to you, baby girl. I'm like, oh. oh, okay. oh. <laughs> so it's like, why would I go and suck someone's dick so you can drive that car? Right. Like, You're already you doing it. Right? It's like, me giving my money to you doesn't make the money I'm making legal. Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So whatever you're gonna do with that money to get that stuff, I can also do that. I like, did you suck this thing or did I do it? Who's in charge here? There are really? excuses that 
it's protection. But if someone's in there with me, you're not you're not in there. You're in a car outside. Yeah. They're gonna hurt you. They're gonna do it. Yeah. And you can't do anything about it because you're not here. So I'm yeah. basically being manipulated. What is what kind of cut do they take? Is like a typical ten oh percent or no? Oh, worse? It's high. It's high. They, those girls get nothing. Oh my god. Oh, they get like a little bit of money here and there. I think it's different for everybody. I don't know. Some some people treat their girls better than others, but I don't feel like a man has any place to be making money off a woman's body. Right. No. Never. So, I don't know. It's weird. I I have nothing against people in that situation, mm-hmm. but I tend to stay away from those people. You know, I have a rule that I don't make friends. You in know, the industry? You no. Know, like what, girls, your guys. Friend. Nobody is your friend. What's led you to that? <clears throat> History or? Everybody. Yeah. And the fact that, like, say I make friends with a girl with a pimp. Mm-hmm. Say her pimp sees me and he wants me. She's not going to tell him no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's, not gonna, she's not going to care about how I feel because when he gets me, I'll probably be drugged or raped or kidnapped or whatever, and I'll just have to deal with it. You know, and I don't want that. So girls will sell you out. That's a huge thing, and it's sad because you don't really know people's intentions. You know, and girls will lie about having a pimp, which is stupid. But, you know, they're recruiting for him, so that's the thing. Then, like, if you share clients with girls, they'll talk shit about you to your client. And to get yeah, so they make more money off. Just trying to like yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't feel like I feel like if we're gonna do this, then we should all be able to eat together. You kidding? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's no reason to make it harmful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. No. Like, can you imagine a a world where you are all eating at the same table? Like, is that conceivable? Because girls a lot of times will lie about how much they make. Like to seem better than other people. There's there's only, you can't go too high. You know? How do you feel about the right. Bella Thorne thing? Like she's somebody stuff. <laughs> Please tell us more. more. If you're listening to this, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Okay. Bella Thorne did something so awful to sex workers. She, I don't know how people can still support her or I don't know how she could like not she just ignored it and it went away. Can you, uh, for people who don't know the situation, do you want to explain to them sure. what happened? So basically, um, how OnlyFans works is people subscribe to your page and then you can send out special content and messages, like direct messages to the fan um, that they have to pay to view. Yeah. So I think she sent out like a crazy pay per view message and said it was something and it was something else. And people want a refund. She made it so much money in like one day it fucked up the financial system the pay system right yeah Yeah. um so now we have to wait so long for our money there's they can only tip so much at a time you know it's they changed a lot of rules and it was because her posting caused people like a influx of people to request a refund do you think it also had an effect on like the industry as far as like the sex workers go? Do you think like there's an influx of people wanting to become a sex worker? Well, quarantine did that. Mm. Like the you know, sex, sex, sex influencers, sex full of, I can't say that word. Sex influencers. Quarantine did that, I think. There were so many people that was like telling me, oh, you're fucking disgusting because you 
have it always there and said, you do this and you sell your body or you do this, blah, blah, blah. And you know what's crazy? Like, four months later, all those people were doing the same thing. They like money. Yeah. Yeah. Because they like, saw the fat stacks. They're like, oh, well, you know, everyone's laid off. I don't know what I'm going to do. Let's make an OnlyFans now. And I just think that's crazy. It's insulting. Um, I mean, like I said, I use my OnlyFans more so as a portfolio. It's not my full-time thing. But I am getting more subscribers, so I am kind of like, Leaning into it. Um, yeah. Do you feel like <laughs> sounds like a lot of work? Do you feel like there's a way for you to make like permanent clients from OnlyFans or does it yeah, not give you I that? Mean, I have I have clients that they see my OnlyFans and they book me. Oh right, because you're sharing it as a portfolio. Yeah. But then there's people that just came across my OnlyFans and they might follow me on my other social media and see what I'm posting. And then they find out through like OnlyFans was the source. Yeah. And they found out about the other things that I do. So they it sounds though, and I could be wrong, but it sounds like you enjoy the personal connection with your clients. Yeah, I like my job. Yeah. Um, a lot of, like I was saying, people do this for different reasons, and a lot of girls hate their clients. <laughs> and it's like, okay, if I already hate whoever it is that is coming to see me, I'm not going to be able to give them a good time. And I'm not on the cheaper end of escorts. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm making good money. So I don't want my client to feel as if they're not getting their money's worth, you know? And people do leave me reviews and things like that. That's important to me. Do the reviews live on OnlyFans or you have a website for that? No, I'll show you. Oh, cool. I'll show you. <laughs> oh, like for instance, my most recent review. Seeing her really early in the morning, about 4 a.m., but she was responsive and available. Cool girl, really good mouth. I would recommend. She's really pretty. Thanks for seeing, again, for seeing really nice place. I'm still oh. off camp, beat it. Even after I was finished, she kept going and made sure I was pleased during the entire visit. Let me see. Yeah, I really enjoy the time I spent with her. She's very polite and nice lady. She's not like other performances that don't respect you. She's oh, honest nice. in the time that you paid her. She will spend the time with you. She has never complained in our session. I will see her again for sure. You don't waste your money with her. Maybe her price is expensive, but you will at least get a good service. You should try at least one time. Aww. Yeah. That's nice. So really, that must make like, like, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. Because you know what? Like a lot of people, not everyone that I see writes a review. So yeah. for someone to like, you know, <laughs> we, we understand. <laughs> for someone to write a review, like that makes me feel good. Yeah. They they're going back. out of their way to yeah. do that for you. And those people always come back. Like, there's a period of time sometimes where I have I have a consistent clientele enough to where I don't have to accept new people. I tell a lot of people no. That's the that's the power to have in, yeah. in any industry is, is the power of no. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't want, either I don't want you, you're not a good fit, or I can't fit you in. I don't yeah, need sorry. you. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, like, people think that because they're coming to me that I owe them, like... I, that I need to bow down to it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's not really how it works. Like, if you want, like, what you're what you're offering me and what you're asking for and what I'm willing to take are different. <laughs> yeah. I was like, but news for you, there is somebody out there who's going to offer what I'm offering and more for much less. Mm-hmm. Instead of you enjoy whatever you get from them. I said, because, like, I charge what I charge because I want a certain kind of clientele. I don't yeah, just want exactly. anybody that's going to take me because... 
even even if I use condoms and even if I do this kind of stuff, there's still risks. Absolutely. Like that, you know, Especially like, with higher volume, right? So yeah. the goal is like low volume, like Absolutely. high pay. Yeah, I'm not a high volume provider. I was going to ask you about yeah. that. Like, even if you're using condoms, even if you know your clientele, like there's still a risk of your physical safety in yeah. going out and, and going in. I work from home as well. So I see people outside. Oh, so come to your home. Yes. Okay, so Do that you feel safe for them coming into your home? Yeah. You I, that so I FaceTime everyone. Before I give my address. Okay. If there's no weird vibe, I just block it. Any, sure. any weird, like, feeling that I get, I just block it. Yeah. Do you have, like, a system where, it's, like, a trusted friend knows you're working or someone who checks in on you? Yeah. I mean, well, to be quite honest with you, if I died in my apartment, no one would probably know. Oh. I wanted to know, like, what's a day in your life like? Boy. Too much. Typically, I... I use my my money making hours are from three a.m. to eight a.m. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't even think like that's pretty late for you, isn't it? I mean, so I you sleep during early. the day? Yeah, I sleep like nine o'clock. Oh. So I usually will wake up like three a.m. I will toast. I brush my teeth, you know, brush my hair. I wear wigs. I don't know if you could tell. No. But yeah, I'm still single. Wait, I didn't do hey, that. Hey, cute. But I wear wigs. So it looks I, great. You know, it does look like, great. It's nice. I get really stressed out, so my hair falls out. Oh. Yeah. That's, <laughs> put my little wig on. <laughs> get started. <laughs> so cute. I wear a lot of makeup. Um, I wear makeup like every once in a while. Like maybe a couple times a week. Like right now. Mm-hmm. But normally I don't. But I got my eyebrows tattooed on recently. Like microblade. I was thinking, like, your eyebrows right? look so good. They are so they fresh. So they look good. nice. It looks really bad. No. This is a good one. I'm leaning on, I mean, I, I can see this side mostly. I was told but once. I can't tell the difference. They are sisters, not twins. Yeah. Well, she touches them very well. Yeah. yeah. Great. So, but they're still kind of peeling. So I've been, like, playing around with makeup around them. Yeah. Because it's, it's definitely an adjustment. When I first got them done, they were really thick. Really black. It literally looked like I sharpened my fucking mm-hmm. face. I was Grouponing tattoo oh, no. for like three years. You know, <laughs> and then they finally like started doing it. To fade, like, oh, yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah. So um, when I'm seeing people in the morning, I don't get dressed. I just wear my pajamas and then brush my teeth, put my wig on. Why those hours? Because is that when people are online? Coming from, they're getting ready to go to work. They want to get it in before they get in the office. <laughs> the morning <laughs> people? Yeah, wow. I see the morning people. Um, sometimes I work all through the night from like midnight to like 8 a.m. It just really depends on the demand. Okay. How do you weigh out the demand? How do you know? Is it just. If someone calls me, great. Then that means I'm going to stay up and try to get somewhere else sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or I'll just go sleep because I'm not ready, you know? Um, I feel like. It would be really awful if I just sat up all the time waiting for people to call me because I have to look at it this way. Yes, I want people to call me, but I cannot make people call me. Mm -hmm. People are calling me because they want to. So Mm -hmm. I just have to go on about my business and if someone calls, they call, you know, and keep posting my ad because I can bump it every so often. Can you live in my mind? Yes, you're so chill. Uh, am I? You're really chill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so um, can you just sit on my shoulder as I work? <laughs> just calm down. If it happens, it happens. But yeah, yeah. It's like, if it happens, great. If it doesn't, then I'll try tomorrow. 
but yeah, you know, that's a good attitude. Yeah, sometimes it's really frustrating. There's mm-hmm. like, I yeah, the money is good, but I struggle like everybody else. You know, there's times I probably I think I have like two grand right now. It's the holidays, and it's good. like people's not really doing much. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. like I don't are there know. seasons? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I'm stupid with money. So, no. but Welcome to LA. Yeah, we all are. You know what I mean? I still have my safety blanket. Yeah. Yeah. Little sugar daddy. I hate that word. I think it's so stupid. What do you prefer to call him? His name. Oh, I love that. He's a person. He's a person. Oh my god. Yeah. So I used to call him by his name. <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, I'm not really worried. You know. Yeah, so it's it's up and down. Like, there's definitely seasons in this kind of work. You're not making money every weekend. You know, some weekends dead. Sometimes Sunday and Monday is my busiest day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know. It's Do you just, ever ask your clients, like, hey, why today? It might be their day off or uh-huh. their wife is not around or something. You know, yeah. A lot of people are married. Most people are married or have girlfriends. Yeah. But a lot of people, like, okay, none of my clients are ugly. None of them are old. Oh, that's a that's great because yeah. usually when you hear about people getting into, <clears throat> you I know you hit the term, but sugar daddies. It's always they always classify them as an old white man yeah, no, in the hills. He's, he's, he's not like a beautiful that. Persian man. Ooh. Oh, he's forty three. Oh, yeah, he's cool. But uh, yeah, I don't get. Oh, I don't get white dudes. White dudes don't come to me. I have like two. Really? everyone else what's what is your speculation on that they don't want something that looks like themselves they want something more exotic what's fine because i don't i personally no offense probably canceled i like what i well that works because then you're also attracted to your clients yeah yeah so it's nice but not every one of them is nice yeah you know what i mean a lot of people think that because they're paying you money that you, they can just treat you however they want yeah, like they have ownership in some way. Are they, are they like verbally not nice or physically or both? So I've been sexually assaulted. Oh, oh no, I'm it's, sorry. It is okay. It's one of those. It's things, not okay though. No, it's not. But it's it's like if I it's kind of like the hazard of the job. You know what I mean? The workplace hazard. I'm getting hazard pay. Essentially. Yeah. Um, but like it's not my fault. No, no, never. It's never your fault. But it's, that's something to let us do. So, you know, I, I can't beat myself up for it. Obviously, I got checked, and I'm fine. Um, I definitely warn people. We have systems that we use, like, there's an app. I'm not going to say what it is, because yeah. I don't want clients to know. No, that's fine. But we believe reviews to your phone number. So I can look up your phone number. Oh, wow. Look your number up in the app, and if you've that's good. done something to someone, and they report it, yeah. So that's another thing. Um did you find out about that through like another sex worker? I did. Yeah, I did. One of my girlfriends told me about it. I, I probably have like one other friend who does this, but we don't work together. No, there's no, no sort of like association yeah. with each other. Some, I can understand that. Though I have had friends in the past we work together, but I think that blurs the lines of friendship and work. I feel like adding money into friendships is Yeah, it can be difficult. It's, it's hard. Hey guys, it's Katie and Ashley. 
Hey, so we're here to tell you a little bit more about how you can support the podcast. Yeah, so if your Apple podcast platform is not already open, go ahead and open that up. Go to Coconut Grove Podcasts and not only rate, but leave us a review. Yeah, so if you go in there and write something for us, that helps a lot with the metrics, helps us get known, helps us help you. Exactly. And for all of December, we're giving away four gifts to uh, reviewers. So if you would like to be one of the lucky winners of one of our December giveaways, the only way you can enter is by leaving a review on the Apple podcast platform. Yeah. So get on there, write us something quick, positive or negative, hopefully positive, And we'd love to hear your feedback. Cool. Let's get back into the episode. Thanks. Thank you for calling Comcast. <laughs> Please be sure to listen to all of our menu options as some have changed. <laughs> That's great. That's amazing. Hey guys, welcome back. We're back. <laughs> we're still here with Sahara. Hello. And we're hanging out. We just had some delicious Indian food and we're feeling good, ready to get into the question. This yes. is the second episode in a row in which we needed to take a food break because we it's were a hungry. Problem. We just can't function. <laughs> eating is important. Yeah. You know, we've learned. We have we energy to do eating. work. Ready to ask some questions? Hopefully you're ready to answer. Yes, shoot them at me. All right. Um, I feel like we covered the first, like, seven. Yeah. Um, okay, let's start off with a good one. What's the weirdest thing that ever happened to you that you're willing to share? Let's see. Caveat, willing to share. I don't want to make it's, you feel uncomfortable. To be honest, I'm, I'm so desensitized to all of these things. That's the thing, is getting desensitized. I'm definitely desensitized to shit. Do you think it's because how long you've been in the industry? No, I don't or think it's how long. It's just I've accepted it. You know, it's not shocking anymore. What's you know acceptance what I mean? look like to you? Like, not... Definitely not kink-shaming people. Yeah. People are coming to me for something that they probably could not ask their wife or girlfriend for. Mm-hmm. You know, someone is coming to me, trusting me that I'm going to be able to deliver an experience for them. Because you're the professional. Yeah. Right? So, like, the weirdest thing that I've ever done. I mean, I guess for normal folk, this is probably weird. But I have made so much money shitting on people. Just straight up, like, shitting on them. Like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that's really popular with yeah, people. Yeah, it's a, it's a big thing. And I don't, like, I'm not personally into it. It's very... Uh, it's, it's a bunch of a turnoff for me, you know, but some people love that shit. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's probably like the weirdest thing, but I have had really people ask me really disturbing things. Like, do you to, feel comfortable saying no to specific kinks? Yeah. That's yeah. good. There's, mm-hmm. so I have a theory, like not really a theory, but a rule, right? If I, I don't do anything that I don't want to do. You know, even if it's for money, because this is fun for me. Obviously, I cannot explain it, but there's something really empowering about shitting on a man, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And so, like, that's probably as far as I'm willing to go. But, um, yeah, fuck, some really disturbing things. Um, Like, people have asked me, like, animals. Some people have even tried to ask me about children. As soon as that happens, you're blocked. Yeah. yeah. And reported. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, I can't record, report that to the police, you know, because right. I don't even know if it's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of times people will call you or text you just being nasty. They have no intentions of following through. They're just disgusting. 
Like, they're fucked up. And they obviously cannot find anyone to partake in those kind of weird things that they like that are disturbing like that. So they just call us and talk to us. And that's how they get off. Is not They're not actually going to come or anything like that. But just uttering to another person, like, something disturbing like that. Like, they're just sitting there jerking off. Mm. It's gross. Yeah. It's weird. Um... But yeah, as far as weird stuff goes, just shitting on people, I guess. <laughs> They're like playing in your poop. It's weird. It doesn't happen often though, does it? Mm-hmm. Happens more than I would like. Oh, oh <laughs> I remember what I was saying. Yeah, as soon as it stops being fun for me, I don't want to do this job anymore. That's what I was going to ask you. Is like, It seems like this is something that you genuinely got into for like the experience and that you have a good time and that you're setting like boundaries and limits for what you enjoy have you always loved it or are there moments where you there's moments where I have bad I have bad days you know like I have days where every single person that calls me is incredibly frustrating and they're all wanting the same bullshit Mm. you know and then like if I'm on my period I'm very irritable and I cuss people out all the time I lose so much money on my period (laughs) I, I will work on my period, you know, yeah. there's like, you know, soft sure, disc things, yeah. all yep. that. But, you know, you have some days where everybody's just being gross. Like, I don't do bareback full service. That's weird. Why would you ask me that? You're fucking nasty. But some days, every single person that calls me is asking for that. So it's it can be, some days it can feel like you're just getting hit in the head over and over again. And like, you're doing it to yourself because you're angry at people. For just being stupid. Yeah. You know, um, even if I'm not physically working in that moment, I'm still communicating with people all day. I'm fielding calls, taking calls, stopping what I'm doing to talk to someone, re-explaining myself over and over again, having to do the same sales pitch over and over again all day. And I don't have office hours. Right. You know, so it just depends. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it is a lot of work. It's mentally exhausting. Someone actually said to me the other day, they said, um, oh, I've got something. What I'm requesting will be less work for you. I said, okay, what is it? And they were like, I want you to dom me. So that means I have to mentally engage with them and like, yeah, you know. That's more work. And I was like, are you stupid? I said, it's it's less work for me to just lay on my back and let you have your five minutes to do what you're going to do. But you want me to actively be engaged in a session with you where we're playing a part, like, for over an hour. I said, what do you mean it's not, it's less work for me? I was like, I have to control the session. You're not controlling it. You're sitting there and you're reacting to whatever I'm saying. So if I don't have anything to say, then you don't have a reaction and we don't have a session. Yeah. And you said it's kind of like a performance because you think of yourself as a performer. So it's all work. And that's even more work. Yeah, it is. It's more... I hate those sessions. I mean, I don't hate them. I just don't... They're not your favorite. They're not my favorite to do, you know. They pay really well sometimes, but most people that have a fetish like that, they're not... They're usually not willing to pay for what they want. They don't... They don't realize that it's not so much about sex. I don't even have sex with a lot of my clients. Really? Yeah, sometimes I just talk or hang out. It yeah. just depends on the person. Or the sex is like two minutes. It doesn't really count. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah. So do I would. You, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Do you go in like each session with like a goal? 
Like, what do you mean? I want this client to feel this way. No, or no, I just you just go by the seat of your pants. <laughs> yeah, pretty Seer. much. Isn't that what it's called? Isn't that the saying? I just pull out sayings that I don't know. It's I okay. Oh, like seat. Seat. Isn't it the seam of your pants? See? Fly by the seat of your pants? Maybe it's a seam. I get these <gasps> things wrong all the time. I have no idea. We'll look it up. Okay. It could That's be, fine. in this scenario, the seam of your pants. Let's go with yeah. seam. Yeah. yeah. So, um, no, I don't I don't feel like that. I'm not that into it. Um, I definitely go to a place when I'm working. Not a place. What does that mean? Not a, some people block it out. Mm. You know what I mean? They block out what's like, going on. They dive just, into a character and shut out the real person. No, no. Um, people just shut down. They don't like what they're doing, so they block it out. Uh-huh. Um, I prefer to be more engaged. I'm watching my client. Like, I'm never closing my eyes. I'm never looking away. I'm watching them to see how their body is reacting when I'm touching them or if I'm doing okay because everyone's different, you know? I want them to obviously feel as if they rightfully paid for the session, so I want them to enjoy it, but... It doesn't matter if I'm enjoying it or not. They're not going to know that. You know, they're going to have their eyes closed and their head back. Yeah. So. It makes sense. It seems like you care a lot. <laughs> you really care about the people that you work for. Work with. I guess. I guess some people tell me I'm in the wrong field. A very thoughtful person. But I, I don't know. I feel like if you're enjoying this type of work and this type of work is working for you in some ways I, I feel like you are I mean however however you need to spread happiness to people or, yeah or I mean it's not it's not my career you know I started and I have an LLC that I started I also do a lot of modeling I'm also an adult film as well that's you know whatever I've been making some films and things like that um but I want to start a modeling agency you know, that represents all kinds of people. But I also think it's really important to have good representation. Um, I feel like a lot of studios and things like that, they're not, they don't have their clients' best interest in mind. You know, a lot of girls are still getting sexually assaulted by photographers, and I don't know why. Yeah, I hear a You know, I don't know why. And it's men, too. Mm -hmm. Being a male model is terrible. Like, terrible. There's so much, like, it's not necessarily like like full on like brutal sexual assault but it's coercion mm-hmm. most of the time yeah. people like power yeah and take advantage of people yeah and i mean people even try to do that in just escorting they think mm-hmm. because they're so and so and they have money that they can just do whatever you want or they have a nice car entitled you know i have learned that it, someone's car they drive means nothing Mm-hmm. Truly, really. especially nothing. especially here in LA, it could mean anything about. If your you life. drive your Ferrari to an apartment complex, it means nothing. Yeah, <laughs> for real. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a show. My sugar daddy, for instance, he makes so much money. Okay, a ridiculous amount of money. It's disgusting, but he drives a Kia. Oh, and maybe that's where he's saving. Yeah, yeah that's he, where he has money. Yeah. People, people, that's real. They don't need to go finance, go lease a fucking Jaguar. <laughs> or a Ferrari, you know what I mean? But it's also like, girls will judge people by what they have as far as being a client. I've had some of the most like raggedy looking dudes come and spend like five bands, you know what I mean? So it just depends. Like he, 
my little dude cracks me up. He'll come over to my house in like joggers and like slides. Like, you know those dad <laughs> slides, the yeah. leather ones? He wears those. It's so cute. Oh. Oh, he's great. But, you know, like, he doesn't wear name brand clothing. None of that. He's like himself and he's yeah. happy with that. And those are the kinds of people that I seem to like attract. Do you attract- feel like... Oh, do you feel like you attract those people just because of the energy you put out there? I was going to say the Maybe. same thing. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You know, I feel like... Every I feel person... like that's a goal for somebody in your position is to find people that kind of work with them energetically. Yes. But it's also like a lot of times people also are just looking for a therapist. I believe that. You know? I was reading a lot about that, like the, the new culture of like the e-girlfriend, like feeling more than just the sort of sex work role but like yeah. all of the ancillary things people a lot of people okay like i said earlier none of my clients are ugly you know it's not it's not that they can't it's because they don't have time or they don't want to deal with if they want me to leave i'll leave you know what i mean if it's their girlfriend or something she's gonna stay and they're gonna argue you know there's no judgment you know he doesn't have to worry about saying well i like this and her react and me reacting negatively because i'm not going to you know so there's there's a lot more on the table but it's all displayed up front Mm -hmm. and i really pride myself on having friendships with my clients you know what i mean but at the same time if you don't see the foundation of what our relationship is there is no friendship Successful salespeople have a good rapport with their clients. They are friendly with their clients. So I'm not going to, like, be rude to them or be mean to them or tell them they can't text me or if they ask me how my day is going, I'm going to respond. You know, because that is how you get customer retention, you know, by making it personal. But I also have problems where people fall in love with me. (laughs) And it gets weird. How do you manage that? I tell I give them two options. We stop talking or you stop, you know, you stop being weird. You know, yeah, I was like, up. yeah, I tell them, I was like, it will never happen. I was like, you it set, that kind of you set the tone when yeah. you pay me. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's what you are. And I have no problem cussing you the fuck out either. I don't care. I've had to physically remove people from my home. You know, I have to, I cuss people out all the time. Have you ever dated a client or... <clears throat> Um, when you're dating, do you find people specifically outside of that field? I do not date my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I did once. Big mistake. He he contacted me. And that night, we just didn't end up meeting. And he hit me up a couple weeks later. And he was like, well, you're really pretty. He was cute. Do you want to smoke? And I was like, I'm out of weed. Whatever. Come over. I said, but we're not doing nothing like that. So don't think that you're going to come over here with some weed and I'm just going to give it to you because that's not how it works. Whatever. He was really sweet. We had a great time. He didn't try to hook up with me for like a month. Okay. Then I finally was like, okay, I'll have sex with you because I like you. We've been doing this, whatever. So um, we did that. Then our relationship kind of went on. Um, We're not dating though. And it's like four months later. And we're laying in my bed one day. And he's like, <clears throat> so why can't we be together? And I was like, it was like two in the morning. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm just not ready for that right now. 
my relationship had ended in last like that February. And I was just kind of in a place where I was like, I didn't even want to be in the relationship that I was in. I just found myself in one. So I need like, I need to think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we can keep doing what we're doing, but like, you have to understand that it's not going to be like, like that. I was like, you want me to change a lot of things and I can't. And um, he was like, well, I have stipulations for you. And I was like, oh boy, what could they be? And he said to me, and he's like 34. And I'm 23. And he's like, either you quit your job, I move in your apartment, and I you pay half the bills and I pay the other half, and we live together happy. Or I quit my jobs and you support me. Mm-hmm. And you can keep your job. Mm-hmm. I was like, absolutely not. I said, just get your stuff and go. Yeah. I said, I, I don't have to take this. I don't need I don't need help. You know what I mean? I pay my own bills. I don't need help paying my bills. Why do you want to be with someone who's got all these rules? Yeah, I don't want to do that. And then, like, I told him to get the fuck out. We didn't talk for a couple weeks. Then he hit me up, and I was like, okay, we can hang, we can meet up or whatever for lunch. And then he was like, when are you going to get a real job? When are you going to, when are you going to get on a payroll somewhere and actually do something with yourself? And I'm like, the bed that you fuck me in, is that not real for you? The apartment you come and hang out at, is that not real? You know, like, none of the furniture you sit on is real. Am, am I not real? It's like, it's not me. I said, this is a you problem. I mm-hmm. said, you just need to leave me alone. And I run into stuff like that all the time. Like the legitimacy of your work and who you are. Yeah. 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 And then, like, dating is weird because people don't, I don't, I don't view it as cheating. I, for me, even if I was with someone... I'm still going to sleep with other people in my personal time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's your job. Even even in my even, personal time. Even outside of that? Yeah. But I'm not going to carry on an emotional relationship with someone else. But you can also sleep with other people. It's not fair of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not even fair of me to expect if I'm working, sleeping with other people, for you to just, like, be celibate. To, or like, <laughs> yeah. you know, to me. Like, you can have fun, but, like... Having an emotional connection with someone is crossing the line. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I can if I can sleep with people and feel nothing, so can you. You know? You just have to put yourself in that place. And if you can't, then you shouldn't do it. It's not for you. Yeah. So it's it's a little stressful in terms of dating it and like, like it's hard. being normal. That's the first thing I tell people though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you seem pretty transparent about yeah. what you can and can't do, what you like and dislike. Yeah, it's it's just people just prejudge you, you know. They prejudge yeah. you. Like I don't, I don't do any kind of. They think because I do what I do and I do drugs and that I'm like crazy and I'm I have STDs and I'm terrible. I was getting arrested at once. I got arrested for prostitution my car just got dropped but i was part of a sting and the Mm -hmm. cop was literally talking uh to the other cop as he was driving me and he was joking making a joke about one of us having herpes how terrible yeah and i was like you know you'd be surprised how many people you work with that see people like me right i mean yeah i have clients that are lawyers that are you know police officers all kinds of shit all kinds of people, important people. I have one client that's famous. 
Mm-hmm. I obviously cannot tell you who it is, yeah. but like super famous. Never thought they would call me in a million years, but they did. So that was so awesome. Wicked. Yeah. So I mean, you never know who you're gonna run into, and most most people are participating in this kind of work, whether it be as a customer, people you would never suspect. I wanted to ask, like, in terms of legitimizing it, taking down barriers, like, do you think there's a way to get there? And how, like, would that help sex workers with safety? Like, I, for you, you work maybe out of your home, but like, yeah. so there's, there's ladies that are on the road, they're on the street. There's... To be honest, I think that, I think they should legalize sex work yeah. as a recognizable career or Decriminalize position. or legalize or both? legalize legalize totally legal yeah totally legal i think that they should make a permit system with a a nationally registered database right so that way if i say i'm working with my license permit whatever okay and i go to a hotel and it's the police i have absolutely no problem showing them my permit because i'm doing what i'm supposed to do i'm working but you know a 15 year old girl cannot pull up a permit pull out a permit that has like registrable in a database you know, it's. Yeah. Do you, do they do that in other countries? Is that something um, elsewhere? So in Nevada, sex work is legal mm-hmm. in certain counties. They allow the county to um, decide what's up with that, but you have to have a license to do it there. So. That makes sense. So the rest of the country could catch on. So I'm wondering, yeah. does getting a license, like we were talking about before, is there like a financial barrier for some of these people that? Mm-hmm use this as a life-saving job <sighs> to be honest people but think about why people are using it as life-saving jobs yeah, you know what i mean exactly. whenever you take away the the need for something to save your life it becomes a little bit easier yeah totally. if that makes sense like they may not be able to do other forms of work right but this i hold on let me let me backtrack here I feel like when I hear a lot of people that I know that are sex workers with like the whole like survival sex work thing, like if you could pay your taxes based on your job that you're having, which is sex work, if it was legalized, then like you're not a survival sex worker anymore. You know what I mean? Like we're all trying to survive, you know? Um, But if you allow us to be on a tax bracket, then we're not in that position of being like the lowest of the low and not being able to have assets and things like that. Cause I think that's where that survivalist thing comes in because you cannot physically have anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. It's I, like, that, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, I, I understand what you're saying. It's like, because it's illegal, it, it puts you in the corner. Yeah, of being and a if survivalist. it was, it, I mean, it's the exact same conversation they have around legalizing drugs. Yeah. If it was legal, it wouldn't be such an alarming situation because just because it's legal. Yeah, legalizing things can help remove stigma. It can help educate, and I think, yeah, people realize that it's maybe not so bad as they blew it up to be. Well, you don't have to work in fear. Um, right. Yeah, that would be great. Right. Like you can live your life as anyone else. Yeah. Or, well, to be honest, less... everyone knows what I do. You know, I don't, it's not a secret. I don't hide it. Um, I feel like if I did, hiding it is the reason why it's so not talked about. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because people say, oh, it's bad. So if you talk about it, then you're going to be associated with it. So then that's bad for you. People are going to talk about you. People are going to think things about you. But you know, if, if someone doesn't want to be my friend because of how I earn a living, then they're probably not meant to be around me anyway. hundred percent. We Yeah, we totally agree. Like, that's how we call it too. Like, it's not really a job. It's like how you bring in money. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I'm unemployed. That's what I tell people. I am happily unemployed. <laughs> yeah. So yeah exactly um so how do you promote or do you promote at this point in in your career um well we have advertisements on websites there's like a multitude of websites you can post on um some of them are free some of you have to pay for some of them are really cheap some of them are incredibly expensive like almost a thousand dollars to post really yeah just to post and How long not, is it up to for? Like a month. Oh, is there a reason why it's so expensive? Come on, if nothing money. is free, yeah, <laughs> they have to make money off of us somehow. But I think I was looking at the site, and it was three hundred bucks just to post it, just to post it, and wow. that's to be at the bottom of the barrel. <sighs> and then there was like add-ons starting from five dollars to six hundred dollars for the add-on. Are they charging the clients as much as well? No, the clients don't have to pay to use the site. It's free. They get on, the client gets on, and they see all of the profiles. Oh, so it's all on you guys. Yeah. Where do you get the financial gain from that? Are you able to point the clients? The clients come to me. So it's always a point. Yeah, I could make my money back from one person from that ad. And the ad's up for the whole month. So I mean, I guess, you know, Whatever. Depending I just on where you post. Yeah. I just can't see giving someone three hundred dollars to post an ad and then all the add ons for it going up to six hundred to a thousand or more. Like no. That's really expensive. Yeah, it's kind of wrong, actually. It's really wrong. Yeah. That they do that. Um because like like we were saying, there are people everyone is posting on these sites. Mm-hmm. People that make lots of money, people that barely make shit. So, do you feel like the quality of the clients depends on like the availability of the website? Like, if they have to pay to get in, do you feel like no? There's they don't have to pay to get in any websites except like seeking arrangement, but that's intended to be something else. But people use it for other things. Um, a true escort or site, but like, but like uh, <clears throat> fans, I guess, for example, does that limit the client the clientele? I mean. Not everyone that comes and sees me subscribes to my OnlyFans. Yeah. You know what I mean? People, There's people... I do the FaceTime, but there's people that keep asking for pictures. And no, you don't need a picture of me on your phone that I didn't put on my ad because that's how you get stalked. So um, I'm like, you can subscribe here. They either do or they don't. It is what it is. Don't really care. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it depends. OnlyFans doesn't really affect my work at all. So... Um, I mean, I was doing some research as I do. Um, I read that OnlyFans can be really damaging for some people, like specifically like women of color and people who are relying on these careers, like we said, life saving. Um, but I guess, do you have an opinion on like women of color and others who are different from you working in the field? To be honest, I feel like women of color in this field are really put at a very low Hmm. selling point. You know, um, I have a girlfriend who is 
and she's African American, and it's so much worse for her. Like people, people treat me like shit. Sure, you know, but I feel like I'm able to stand up more for myself. I'm able to get away with a little bit more because I'm white. You know, whereas she has to do things she probably doesn't want to do. You know, and people tell her she's worthless and things like that. Um, I know a lot of those girls have managers, you know, and I feel like um, as a woman of color, especially in a day where even people who have the same skin tone as you are treating you like shit if it's a little bit darker than theirs. Absolutely. Like colorism I is terrible. I see that a lot on being discussed on Twitter and social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of those girls think that they're worth nothing because of all the things people say about them. Mm-hmm. And then they have someone who, you know, gives them a little bit of attention. And maybe not even like, how do you say? It's not even like, oh, you're beautiful, but, you know, I don't know. Let me gather myself. I just blanked out. Like more special? Like more personal? (sighs) No. I feel like they put them in a position where they're vulnerable because a lot of people in their community make them feel unwanted. You know? So they're already in a place where they're like, what the fuck am I... What am I here doing? Am I worth anything to anyone? Then you have this guy that comes in and is like, hey... You're awesome. You're amazing. You could be you could be making so much money. You're a bad bitch. But then they find themselves living from motel to motel, like just trapped. Mm-hmm. You know? And they don't have the freedom to get out. It's they don't have the same resources or advantages I might. You know. <clears throat> I don't know. Is there any way we can help those people? Yeah, like is that completely dependent on their managers? Like are they creating that life for them? Well, yes, they're pimping them. That's what I mean by manager. Yeah, I know what you But to be honest, I don't know. I really don't know. People got to want help. And for people to want help, they need to realize the situation that they're in. And a lot of those girls, they don't realize until it's too late. Mm. And <clears throat> I'm not saying that, like, white girls don't have pimps because that's not true. I know some white girls with them. But a large population of full-service sex workers, in my opinion, that I, I mean, that I know, that I've seen on the, you know, we, we look at each other's ads, is African-American women and other women of color. You know, they make up a huge portion of the people doing this kind of work, you know. Um, <clears throat> OnlyFans, I feel like, has been incredibly damaging for a lot of people in sex work, but especially them. Do you feel like OnlyFans opened, like, the, the gates for more white women to join? Kind of um, destroying the career for women of color? I definitely think that white women get seen first, sure. But to be honest, as far as online sex work goes, I think it's it's kind of fucked for everybody. You know, it depends on the client. Like, people fetishize my body. You know what I mean? I have clientele that no one else would have, and people have clientele that I wouldn't have. And then some people like everything. But, like, people do tend to go for what's conventionally attractive and what's available for them. But it's also, like, we use Twitter, Instagram, things like that. They're going to push white people to the front. Sure. You know what I mean? The algorithm is going to push what is 
desirable. You know what I mean? So, it is what it is. They, our social media profiles can tell what we like, you know, totally. and it will show us what we want to see. I did hear that Instagram's changing back to chronological though in January. Thank God. That's amazing. That's breaking news. That's, I'm so sick that of that shit. Yeah, I agree. It's super toxic and has created a lot of issues and divided yeah. our society because well, of the algorithms. But I also think it's fair to point out like, I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. I mean, you're, people, you're obviously living your own experience. People of color's issues are very different from the issues that I face in this kind of work. Though, like, we do go through a lot of the same things, but I feel like it's worse for them. You know? Yeah. So I cannot totally speak on that because I don't know. I appreciate that. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on, like, um, ableism, sexual orientation, age, weight, do those things contribute? Oh, for sure. People, obviously all my clients like me because I'm chunky, you know. Um, age, age, I don't know. Age, it depends on the client, right? Some guys like an older woman, and that's okay. And then some guys like a really young girl, which is a little weird, but that's also fine, I guess, as long as she's 18. <laughs> um, and then some people just don't care. Yeah. You know, uh, it's all superficial, though. You know, it's the the pictures that I post for people to look at. It's I have to get their attention. If I could sell this, I could sell anything. You're probably the best salesperson around. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, you real. develop skills that yeah. you, you have know. to find on your own. Yeah. Do you see yourself doing this long term? No. I have my LLC set up. So probably in the next year, I'm going to start putting money into that and getting that set up so i will probably be out in the next couple of years i don't know if if it comes down to it like 30 is the cutoff yeah, yeah. So do you have like an exit strategy i mean does dip when you're ready i have made a lot of money doing this <laughs> mm-hmm. like like over like six figures like that's great a lot but my problem is that i didn't know what to do with it because i've never made money like this before you know, at the time. But now, you know, I know what I'm capable of. I know where I can put it. And as long as I have the LLC set up and I keep going forward with that, it's fine. I had the best time of my life with all that money. I blew all of it. <laughs> I blew all of it. My best friend came and I spent like like 10 grand in like a weekend in just a couple of days or more. I don't know. I told her I was like, do what we can do whatever you want. I was like, anything you want, we'll do it. You never been here. Oh my god, here. that sounds amazing. Yeah, we did crazy <laughs> shit the whole week. It was great, but um, but yeah. So I don't know. I think that I I would just say if I am smart with everything that I made and I live conservatively and I invest everything, I can have a house in three years, cash. Yeah. You know, in totally. Malibu. Okay, I could pay for that. Wow. In six years, I can retire if I invest. Yeah. You know? Are you investing in anything in particular? Well, my sugar daddy is helping me out. I told him because you know I wasn't, I wasn't honest with him in the beginning about what I was making because I didn't know. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I didn't you know where I was coming this. And we were sitting in the car one day, and I was like, you know, I made this much money. He's like, I know. He's, I said, you know, I blew it all. He said, I know that too. 
He said, but you're not going to do that this year. We're going to help you. He said, we're going to get you like a plan and we're going to make sure that everything is good. So that's great. I think more women should invest and be empowered and know how. Yes. I feel like actually, I don't think you, I feel like you and I both have the equal amount of, we don't know. Um, we lean on Mike for advice. <laughs> we both yeah. financially lean on our in-house accountant. <laughs> Your in-house accountant. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah, literally. Um, yeah, I feel like I would really like to visit that topic in the future. Just women investing. I think that's really empowering. Yeah. And it sounds like, uh, there's a job there for, uh, accountants for sex workers. So. I need an accountant. Yeah. I actually do. I really when need to have one. see what you do, something, something. Accountant. Yeah, exactly. So accountant yeah. and sex work, I mean, you, you it's can the go same either shit. way. Are you it in really finance? Is. Are yeah. you in sex work? I mean, I, I touch a lot of money. That's know? true. <laughs> but I don't know. It is what it is. I guess, I guess there's a lot of other people that... Like I said, we all do this for different reasons. Sure. So it depends on where you're coming from. The experience is different for everybody. You know, I just, I like to make meaningful connections with people. I feel like a lot of people that do this job are unable to form healthy relationships with people. And that's not me. You know, I've, I want to be that person. When when it gets down to that, I got to stop. Do you feel like you keep your mental health in check? Oh, absolutely not. I'm so depressed. You don't even know. But it has but see, it has nothing to do with my work. That's the thing. Right. Like my friend that texted me earlier, she always seems to think that I'm depressed or something because of my work. But I have like clinical depression. Sure. So it just happens. You don't get depressed about anything. Like you're just depressed. And so like sometimes I think about like other aspects of my life and I'm like, well, I'm not where I want to be because of this or that. But it never crosses my mind that's because of work. If anything, this job has empowered me, you know? Yeah. It's helped me with a lot of things. Yeah, there's some shitty risks, you know, but if I worked at a gas station, I could get robbed at any point. Yeah. So I mean like <laughs> really, like risk my life for fourteen dollars an hour or you know? Yeah. Huh. So it just depends. But I have a question for you guys. Oh. Yeah, what please. what do you think on average that I would make an hour? Oh god, I have no idea. No, just say say you can just say anything. I won't be offended. <sighs> Should I do a quick math? No. You said you're making six <laughs> No. On a- I per hour? hundred maybe? $100? Is that so low? No, no, no. That's I'm just <laughs> asking. Maybe like I'm going to I would That's just like from what first thought that came to my mind. I'm trying to do quick math. Is it is it three hundred an hour? Depends. I make between three and five hundred dollars oh, an hour. That's yes. so awesome. Depending and on so where they call I'm me like, from. I'm like, can I pay a hundred an hour? Katie's like, <laughs> yeah, I just want this for me? less. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I'm glad that, that you asked because, like, I truly have no perspective on. How I'm really glad you told us because, like, that cost. I don't think the average person has a sense. No, no I'm definitely so. like. I feel like people. I know bitches lie because the the one thing that other people in this game are constantly doing is trying to one-up each other. I don't feel like that. I mean, it is what it is. There's a price for sex and then there's a price no one's going to pay for. Right. Like any you know commodity I mean? really or service. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, you know, um, but shit, there it goes again. There it goes again. It just slips my brain. But, um, but yeah, I'm not like, there's people that's a lot cheaper. 
you know? Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like in this business, you get what you pay for. Sure. Yeah. And you, you think that some people are just not telling the truth about how no, much they No, absolutely make. not. Like, one thing that really bothers me is people on TikTok. People on social media. Um, I, I think this is a great job. It takes a very specific kind of person, though. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm an adult. I know what I like. I know how to set boundaries with people. A lot of girls have been doing this for years and still can't set boundaries with their mm-hmm. clients. And they end up being in situations that they don't want to be in. And... You know, I, I just, I can't do that to myself because when you do that, anything could happen to you. But I also feel like when, when you're a grown woman and you're able to make this choice that this is what you want to do, that's fine. But no little girl should be growing up wanting to be this. Like you're literally robbing someone the ability, the opportunity to have like an, an actual, I mean, it's not that this isn't an actual career. You know, it's never a lifelong. I feel like this shouldn't be a lifelong career for anyone. But a child should not grow up wanting to be this because of something that they saw on the internet. Every kid wants to be a fucking YouTuber now. Why? Because people are popular on YouTube. So I feel like, you know, because there is no separation in those kind of apps from people of all ages, that it's very dangerous. And you're a problem if you're putting that kind of stuff out there. They always talk about all the good parts, but they don't ever talk about, like, I've been raped, I've been drugged, I've been fucking robbed. You know what I mean? They don't talk about that stuff. You know, they don't talk about, like, I've had someone stick a fucking gun in my mouth and tell me they're going to blow my brains all over the wall. You know? And they don't talk about that. Mm -mm. They don't talk about that. Instead, they say, I went to dinner with this guy, I didn't have to do anything, and I got a Louis Vuitton bag. No, you didn't. You're a fucking liar. But some 12-year-old's going to see that and say, oh, Louis Vuitton, oh my God, that's crazy. It must be so easy. I'm going to do that. And then you have an influx of girls who are underage now escorting and being sugar babies because you know what? I'm sorry, but there are so many men in this world who if, if they had... If they weren't going to get in trouble for talking to a minor, they would do it. I agree with you. I have gone. Uh, I have. Yeah, you, we could go on Omegle right now and tell people 100%. that we're thirteen, and they'll be like, "I'm thirty. Is that okay?" I've, I do it. I've, I've done it. You know, I have so done sad. it. I, I mean, it's not sad, but I think it's part of growing up. But I, I used to be on Omegle a lot with my cousins growing yeah. up. Yeah. And at first, it was like really funny and then it was really scary and then you let it go for a few years and you come back and you're like wow i was a kid and and now you're like what the fuck yeah i have people that i met on there that were cool we're still friends yeah but then it's like i had to weed through so many old dicks 100 percent to get to that and it's like what the fuck yeah but all a lot of those people on those sites are looking to talk to minors i believe that you know and Kids already dress provocatively now. Like, when I was growing up, if I showed my stomach wearing a shirt, I would get my fucking ass beat. My mom would rip that shit off of me and put me in a fucking, like, robe, okay? Yeah, I agree. I wasn't allowed to wear makeup as a child. Me neither. I wasn't allowed to wear makeup until I was, like, 17, 16, something like that. So, I think the one last question I had for you was, are there any stereotypes or one stereotype, if you could break it down, what would it be? That I live to have sex. Boom. 
I really don't care about sex. I mean, I love having sex, you know, but I love having sex because I love having sex. You're in control. Yeah. Um, And I'm not a robot for sex. Guys find out that I do what I do and they just want to fuck. And I'm like, you know, I can fuck anyone, okay? But I also have people that's begging me to hang out with them and they're going to pay me. So, like... Don't put yourself in a position to think that I need that from you. Because if I'm sitting here giving someone my time, if I'm giving my man, a man my time for free, I just want to talk to you. You know, if you impress me with the conversation, then, then I'll have sex with you. Whatever. But, like, I don't just wake up and say, okay, I need to fuck. You know, it's not, it's not how it is. You know, and sometimes it's exhausting to just be sexual all the time. Mm-hmm. I so, imagine, yeah. 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 I mean, as far as stereotypes go, there's so many, you know, but stereotypes exist for a reason, you know. Some of them are true. (laughs) Not all of them, but I feel like the whole... They stem from something. Yeah. People thinking that all we do all the time is have sex, it dehumanizes us. (laughs) You know, not a robot. Yeah. Not a robot. My vagina chafes sometimes. Not a sex doll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Treat me like a human. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why would they do that, right? It's crazy. New concept. Yeah, it is weird. But that's... Is there anything else that you want to tell anybody listening? Um, just anything you want to say or if you want to pass on your information, anything social media wise that you want to plug? Oh, well, uh, my Instagram is the Sahara D D D E E. I don't know. I guess, I guess they'll include this stuff. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. Oh, okay. As long as we have your permission. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess the one thing I'll leave you guys with is if it stops being fun for you, stop doing it. You know, if you don't want to work today, don't make yourself work. You know, um, if you feel scared, then don't do it. If you feel nervous, or not nervous, but like, if you have a feeling in your stomach you shouldn't do something, you should listen to it. Absolutely. That's a really good advice. For anything, anywhere. Yeah. So many times I could have saved myself by just listening to myself, and I didn't, and I was was always right. Yeah. You know, so. um, I think I'm gonna plug a couple of spots i don't have them readily available but just a couple of websites for people who yeah. might want help or might want to go like if they're in a bad situation and yeah. they, they don't want to be in that situation anymore but you have to be careful because a lot of well avoid religious organizations that Thank help you. sex workers because yeah. they are into reprogramming it's not it's not the same yeah is there any place that you would recommend that's actually like safe for sex workers to go get help to be honest, I don't know. Well, I know of a counselor. Her name is Romina, Romina or Romina. I'm not sure how you say it. Rosales. Okay. Um, I'll I'll give you guys the yeah text the Twitter me and her, yeah text and me Instagram. Her and yeah, she it. she's a um. She's really good at what she does, and she helps a lot of people, whether it be trafficking victims or she offers mm-hmm. counseling sessions for specifically. She only sees sex workers. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she's great. And she's constantly getting certified for new things. She's always looking to, you know, really elevate what she does for people. She helps a lot of people in this community. Yeah. 
I think a personal recommendation says a lot about someone too. Yeah. I have personally never gotten a session with her. I'm kind of in a place where I'm not saying that I'm above anybody, but I can handle my own problems. You know, I don't I don't have to go to someone else to rationalize issues with myself. She sees a lot of people that have substance abuse problems and things like that. So while I might need counseling one day, I don't need it right now. And there's other people that need that way more than I do. Mm -hmm. So, but she's great. That's so cool that you have that, like, on your there's, roster. Yeah, yeah. there is something yeah. like that available. Yeah, and she, she knows a ton of people that, you know, could also help. That's probably a good starting place if we yeah. just leave it with her. Because yeah. then she could she be a facilitator. And we want to only promote things that are trustworthy and not going to yeah. do more harm to a person. So. Yeah, she's really great. That's cool. So. Thanks. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we feel well, like this yeah. was a really awesome conversation that a lot of people honestly. Can yeah, from. I've learned so well, I'm, much. From I'm you. glad I could be here. Oh, I'll be on a dating show soon. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really? Blurred Love. So we'll see. Blurred Love. Yeah. That sounds like an HBO thing. Yeah. What channel? What channel? I, have, I think it's an online thing. Oh. Everything's online now. It's true. Yeah, you're right. That's cool. So um, you should send us any yes. like promotional links. Yeah, we want to. Like that, that we can put on our show notes. We'll yeah. stick it down there. Thank you.